The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today, believe it or not, it is the 7th of September. Can you believe it? 2018. I mean, I can't believe how fast this year is going. Holy cow. But on that note, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me, I am a winner, I am a champion, and I am unstoppable. Why? Because we were talking about this a few minutes ago. Here's why. The way you speak to yourself and what you internalize goes out into the nether nether world. And here's the thing that you got to be very cognizant of. You can't be perfect every time in what you say. We know that. But I, I'm talking from experience here. What you think about most, what you say most, is going to come back to you whether you want it or not. So wouldn't it be much better for 28 days to say, I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and start your quest to greatness? Because everything starts on the inside, meaning in your subconscious mind. And that all flows to the outside. It's not the other way around as most people have been conditioned. And I'm going to bring these two gentlemen in shortly. We've got Stevie Shanks and Charlie Oliphant on tonight, which I couldn't... We've never had a three-way show with these two gentlemen. And we know we've talked to both of them considerably... And I'm sure they can testify to your thinking and how you get to where you want to go. But we'll get into that a little bit tonight, I'm sure. Also, too, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product, 14 modules, which will change your life forever. And these are modules that you can use for the rest of your life. I use a lot of pieces of it. I have for 15 years here at the FBC Steel and Stone Yard. Um... There's nothing on there that can't get you as big, strong, and as large as you want to be. I mean, I even added before we put the product out, there's sandbag training, there's stone lifting. You know, one of my favorites, obviously, is doing all these dead start power rack movements. And I know people have been asking me, but it's going to be a product. You know, with John McKean McKean and myself – uh, it's incredible stuff that most people have never seen. It's from a lot of it's from the Dr. Ziegler days of York with York Barbell, you know, Bill March. But we've come up with a lot of things. I've come up with some stuff I was telling Charlie about the erector work I'm doing and how I figured out now how to even do ISO holds on my uh, glute ham machine and a specific way to do bent rows in the power rack with a pull against the rods for six seconds, which it feels like it's going to blow the center of your back out. And when you feel that kind of, it feels like um, cramping 
when you feel that, you know what you're doing there. And these are all spinal erector work. And there was a thing I took out of one of the articles that I read, and I'm sure both of these guys can uh, appreciate this. Um, I got to just find, because I, I want to speak it verbatim. Erectors are where the record lifts are won, won or lost. And I could explain to you why I'm doing this, um, because I don't even want anything that doesn't work perfectly when I go away and triumph with what I want to do. So that's another thing. Also, to go out to um, FiorellaBarbellCo.com, um, invest in the businesses. Uh, you go right to my PayPal account. There's a $25, $50, $100 donation to them, um, and you get something free with each one. So I'm not just asking you for money. I'm giving you something in return, and that's the way you do things. But we have given a lot to a lot of people. I know the notes I get and still get, which are pretty incredible. So give us a little hand. We appreciate that, and, you know, we plan on being around for the next 30 years. Also, go out to MotivationAndMuscle.com. Go out and look at all the shows I've done with Stevie and Charlie. We're getting close to 1,000 shows. I think we're up to about 975. We will be up four years, September 27th. And here's a fact, if you haven't heard me say it. Most podcasts last 30 days. 30 days. And everybody tried to talk me out of this. The guy that was working for me, I fired him. And I went and did it all on my own. And I'll tell you right now, um, Blueberry, who we go with, they're telling me this. I don't know this is going to happen because it's in their hands. There's a very good possibility if this all works out and we prototype right, we're going to be doing live shows. It's what I've always wanted to do. We'll re- increase our market range like you wouldn't believe. And as everybody knows, I want this to be everywhere in the world. Everywhere. When you think of physical culture and the best people in the world – I want people to say, I'm going to listen to Motivation and Muscle. And don't hesitate to go out and listen to my first 100 shows, because probably the first 50, I'm alone. Um, It's just great to see the growth that has happened to me and how much I just had the instinct for it. I just love it, man. I don't know how you couldn't love. Well, I'm very fortunate. I love what I'm doing. I'm not anywhere near where I want to be financially. But I love what I'm doing, and I'll stay the course until it kills me or I kill it. Either or. That's how you got to live. Also, too, go out to um, MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up for a free newsletter. It goes right to uh, my um, MailChimp account, and you'll get anything that I put out in your inbox, and I put tons of data out. I am not cheap on data, that's for sure. Also, too, um, another investment, invest in M&M. It's right on the homepage, motivationmuscle.com. Um, you, I'll talk to you. That's the only way I do it. If we got to fire off an email, quick, okay. But I think a show of respect, as my pop taught me, is when you're going to do things like that, of that nature, you speak to people. And if they live in your local uh, area, you go and meet them. That's a very good way to do things, and that's how I do it. And I want to bring uh, the world of speak back instead of texting and everything else. I I think people need to get more engaged with one another again and stop kind of going off on your own. You need to speak to people, be around people. Also, too, um, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And on that note, 
I'm going to give you a little information on both of these gentlemen. Um, we're going to do Stevie first. Um, he's a strong man, stonelifter, musician, and he's the son of the legendary stonelifter Jack Shanks. And then we're going to bring Charlie up here. And Charlie, as everyone knows, which I love, he's a farmer for sure. But he's uh, right now he is Scotland's representative for the International Highland Games Federation, Stones of Strength. Charlie is a stone lifter. As I said, he is a farmer, and he's a Highland Games competitor. He's one hell of a guy, too. Uh, he's helped me out so many times when we've had issues. <laughs> and these are all Internet Skype issues. And I send him a note, and nine times out of ten, I get a hold of him, and he's helping me out. And I thank him. And I also thank Stevie for the nice, beautiful gift and note he sent me the other day. So on that note, Stevie Shanks, welcome back to the show, brother. It's an honor, my friend. It's an honor for me too, Eric. Thanks for having me back on again. It's great to be on with Charlie. Looking forward to tonight. Absolutely. Charlie, you know, it's always an honor to have you on. Um, We always have a good time. And I know with Stevie, you, and myself, um, we ought to make a little bit of noise tonight. So welcome back, brother. Well, thanks for having me back, Eric. It's a pleasure, as always. And uh, as Stevie said, I'm delighted to, to be here with Stevie as well. It's, um, it's It feels like a reunion. I'm quite excited about the podcast. Yeah, it's it's um, it's very good. I mean, um, when you have three good people, um, these shows go, they're like silk. They're so damn smooth. And we're going to talk about recently um, the Stones of Strength, and that's all part of the international Scotland High Highland Games, which, as we know, Charlie is the main man in Scotland. Um, we'll start off with you, Charlie. Tell everybody a little bit about these games. And obviously we had talked about it, you know, how Francis Brebner came and went after you for this whole thing. But give everybody a little bit of history about it, how you got involved with it, and let's begin talking about what it was last weekend i believe let's let's get right into the nitty-gritty of it please well we'll just give people some background um i was contacted by francis brebner who's obviously a guest on your show yep and uh, i've known francis well for a few years now and uh, he contacted me i think on the really on the basis of the popularity of the art blair stones and he asked if, if uh, the various events going around Scotland could be serve as qualifiers, which would t- culminate in a final at the Blegarian Rattree Highland Games. Uh, and we just had this final uh, last Sunday. So it's basically been this, sort of the amalgamation of a lot of stuff across Scotland and events, including the gathering, in fact, obviously, which, which Stevie uh, runs. And, uh, yeah, and, and Stevie obviously was very heavily involved in it as well. I was very, very fortunate at the final because I had some really top quality you know really good judges i mean i had stevie there yep and uh andy kenny was one of the judges mark haydock was there as well okay. in fact jim jim splain was there as well awesome. and his wife rosemary um so it was a sort of a, a, a veritable cornucopia of, uh, of experience and and high quality lifters and, and needless to say the event went really smoothly and uh, i think francis will be quite happy with with uh, with the results and how it all progressed yeah, I've been going back and forth with them because, as I told both of you guys before we came on, we had a lot of technical issues. We got halfway through a show, and that was it. Um, and Can I just it interrupt was... you for a second? Go ahead. Sorry, Eric. Go it's ahead. very unprofessional of me. I no. really should have mentioned Brett in there as well. I mean, I don't know why I didn't mention Brett, but Brett Nichol, no, obviously. Didn't. 
he very very much associated with the Dinnies and uh, apologies, Brett, because he, he was, he's definitely you know he's definitely on a level with these guys. Um, so yeah, I, I just felt that was important. So apologies. oh, it is important. <laughs> to Brett. Um, Lee Howe and Keen, who was on here last night, um, she couldn't say enough about Brett how much he helped her out with the Dinnies. Um, so that's a compliment coming right from her mouth too. Um, Stevie. I mean, you're involved in everything, brother. I mean, um, I love it. Uh, You know, the gathering, then you're involved in Stones of Strength. Let me ask you something, and this is more of a personal question, I guess. What is it it that drives you? I mean, you come from, obviously, a championship family. You know, a father in Jack Shanks that, I mean, you think about what he did decades and decades ago and i always say what i like the most about it he's in damn street clothes with a tie i mean that that kind of stuff always rung to me rings to me that here's a guy that's not worrying about what his wardrobe looks like he looks to me like he just got out of work or he got out of church or whatever and here he is man ripping these stones off the ground but what is it that drives you you think because i mean you're very involved in so many things and you know we know the growth of the gathering this year and how charlie was involved with and obviously martin janzik's but what do you what is it that just drives you stevie i think i mean i've been like this all my life eric you know it's it's, it's not just with the stones and, and with what we're doing at the minute i mean i've been like this with my music career yeah i've been like this with with golf and and different sports and badminton i was involved in my whole life, you know, if something captures my imagination, I want to be, I want to be as good as I can be at it, and I want it to be the best it can be. Mm-hmm. So I've just always been that. I think particularly from a music career, you know, whenever we we do something with the band and it's good, you know, I'm kind of done with it, and I want to make it bigger and better. I don't want to repeat stuff, so I always want to kind of take it to the next level. Yeah. So I suppose with the Stones, I've kind of adopted the same mentality because we had the original gathering, which was fabulous. And then we had the second gathering last year, which was super fabulous. I mean, look what happened with Lee and Enzo and, and all the guys that, that, that turned up, you know. And we've got different events in it now. We have the Art Blair Stones there. We had the Inver Stone on display. And, and I have ideas already for next year. Yeah. You know, take it at an even higher level. And I don't even think that that will be the end of it. I think every year it will grow. It's just, I don't know. I, I just can't help it. <laughs> no. Hey, you know what it is? I mean, I can't speak to you, but I just... Um, I see it with me now. Obviously, everyone knows that I'm delivering these big, huge parts for international trucks, okay? But I've done a smart thing. Rather than sit and drive that truck and feel like, uh, you know, I want to be home or I want to be podcasting or I want to be increasing um, my my business, I've taken with various phones um, whom I listen to on the Internet that I like as far as inspiration or taking, um, you know, everyone knows, if they don't know, we talked about it a little bit last week, the power of like 432 hertz and 528 hertz and different things, mantras, um, things that I'll say. And what I've done is I've taken the cab of that truck and I've turned it into my office. Now, I can't sit there and obviously do podcasts or work on my laptop, but I've taken the the devices that I can use without getting in any trouble on the road, 
and I'm sitting, and probably people are driving by, and they see if they're reading my lips, I'm talking the whole time. Um, so I've taken to me something that I wasn't fond of doing, but I felt I had to do to pump more money into the business. But yet I'm taking my time when I'm on the road, and I'm on the road a lot, and using it that way to create. I can't speak for you, but I see the same thing with you, where you're involved in so many things. You already got your ideas, I'm sure, about the gathering, you know, in 2019, or at least you've got something on the board that you're fueling. And that's just the way it is. I think that's how, and I'm going to go right to Charlie with this. I just think that's kind of the way a lot of you and I and a lot of other people associated with us are th- they think that way. They're always, it's like, you, I'm not saying your mind can't shut down. But, you know, I'll wake up during the night with an idea and I'll be stumbling on my pad and I'll write it down. And the next morning I'll be like, oh, like that. So I think that's a lot of it too. But we'll get right back to that. But, Charlie, what is it that drives you, you think? I mean, you're in, you look at all the stuff since last year you've been doing. I mean, you've been pretty much nonstop. What, what, tell us, I mean, what is it you think that drives you to keep getting better, more excellence, wanting to get other people involved? I, I think a lot of it is actually the opportunity to meet like-minded other people of a, you know, a similar interest in, in the whole Stones thing and, and, and people I meet. And I think we all kind of thrive off each other. Yeah. And obviously it's very, it's, and it's very rewarding as well. If it's somebody like at the Yard Blair Stones who's never lifted one before or, 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 or a kid or something like that. And they do well and they kind of, you know, they get kind of into it. And then the next thing is, you know, you see them at another event and then another event and then the family comes along. And I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then aunts and uncles appear later on. Yeah. And the thing, yeah. The thing just grows and grows. And then, and then your, your friends who you maybe uh, contacts on Facebook, then they start buying their own stones. And yep. you can see them training with stones. And then, and then it, it just starts to percolate kind of all over the place. These little, these little tentacles which have sort of sprouted out from... From the Art Blessed Tones, and yeah. it's 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 a it's a great thing. It's it's a wonderful thing to watch, and um, it, it, I would say it's a it's a good sense of community. It brings a lot of people together, and and and, and there's nothing. The local press that they seem to have really adapt, adopted the Art Blessed Stones, and I was yeah. speaking, I was and I was I was saying, you know, I was thanking the sort of the journalists involved and the photographers because I've not asked them to do this, but it's such a, a feel good thing, and they like happy good stories, and, and and the stones, and they seem to tick all those boxes. Well, I'll tell you, that's the words you said is something that we need more of is those feel good stories because, and I don't mean sappy stuff either. I'm talking about if you listen to news here, you'll, you'll jump off a bridge. I mean, it's just negative. It's all about the worst things in society and murder and, and embezzling and all. I'll tell you, you know, you do that for a number of decades, it's a wonder you'll be able to stand up and get out of bed. And that's what I love about all this stuff. There's not a negative with it. And especially when you surround yourself with winners and like-minded people, um, it's just a win-win everywhere. And I don't know if you can measure it or whatever, but I'll tell you what. I'd far more rather be involved with something like that, even if I'd never lifted a stone in my life. Because I remember you saying with the gathering, and I'm sure it was like that, the electricity was like insane. And, you know, 
that's the thing, man. You can make people do things that they never would have thought of, mainly just with the electricity in the room, in the outdoors, whatever it is. Because I truly believe this. I believe people want to be around positive people. I really do. I, I know you'll hear people say, ah, that doesn't matter. It does matter. And it matters because here's and, – and I'm, I'm going to – and then we'll get right into some of the events and stuff. And I'll let Stevie comment after I'm done here. You know, guys, um, not only do I feel people love positivity around them, I just think they're so, you know, everything's habitual. You know, I talk about repetition, repetition, repetition here. Well, you know what? You can live a poor life, you know, repeatedly. Or you can choose to live a good life repeatedly. I'm not saying you got to go out and lift a 400-pound stone. That's ne- I've never said that. Would I encourage you to do it? I hope we do. Would I encourage you to go over and lift the Denny stones? Absolutely. And we know. I'll tell you this, guys, because I get the stats every week. Do you know an etched in stone, we're averaging 11 to 15 new people who want to come in? How's that? Wow. Yeah. And my brother always says to me, he goes, besides your show, that was your brainchild right there. He goes, what a great idea. Um, and we've got some plans with all the footage that uh, Douglas got from the gathering. I can't tell, well, I can tell you guys off air, uh, there could be a possibility of a video vault with things we want to do that will blow your mind. There's nobody out there with what I want to do. So that's another big thing. But, Stevie, comment on any of that. And then, Charlie, I want to go back to you, and let's talk about some of the events. So, Stevie, it's all yours, brother. Well, you're talking about the, the positivity. I mean, that's, I mean I, I, that's just a thing that, that, that drives me. Because I, I just would rather see things on, on the positive side of life and not, not dwell on the negative. But when you've seen all of those athletes last Sunday at Charlie's event, yeah, you know, because I, I was, I was, Charlie very kindly asked me over to, to referee on the, the Hussafel stone carry. And that was for the ladies and for the guys, you know. So you had, you had, I think about sixteen or seventeen athletes there, yep. you know, across the, the the two disciplines, and every one of them supported everyone else. Yeah. You know, there was nobody hoping they would drop the stone. They were giving each other advice. They were cheering each other on, and it was just incredible to watch. You know, even even guys who were there just like the mark and and stuff. You know, who was there to, to help out. Yeah. You know, he was in with me, and we were kind of walking around with the athletes when they were carrying the stones and screaming in their ears. Yeah, <laughs> I saw like, you guys doing that. Yep. Drop stones, you know, and it was, yeah. it was just great to be part of that. You know, it really was. It's, it's uh, For me, it just blows me away every time I, I'd be in these guys' company. And that's why I want to keep coming back more and more and more and every chance I get to be in their company because it it, it it inspires me as well, you know. Um, I'll tell you what. You know, we were talking about high energy and all that. And, you know, I was watching all the film, anything that was out on Facebook. You know, I saw you a number of times walking with these athletes carrying the Hussafel stone. You know, you get as much pleasure as they do. And the thing is, you're drawing from the well where, you know, when I watch that stuff, I'm sitting down thinking and, you know, I'm getting ideas and I'm writing them down on my notepad. It's very beneficial, I think, because... You know, we all go through times, down times in our life where something's happened, you know. And I'll say this to the day they put me in the hole. Physical culture, to me, is the greatest thing 
ever. It's the best thing I ever discovered, and I played a lot of sports. And I, as I will say once again, I don't consider this a sport, okay? It's a way of life, at least for me. And I, I obviously everybody knows the story of my brother Jimmy with muscular dystrophy and the Incredible Hulk. There's a catalyst in your life that lights your fire. And, and you know something? This would be great because I know what Stevie's probably going to say, but I don't think I ever asked Charlie this. And then we're going to get right to the events. Char, um, Stevie. Tell me what lit your fire. I mean, we know you got into stone lifting much later in life, but was it mainly your dad, or was there other variables in why you got into this great thing of physical culture? It was turning 50. <laughs> as simple as that, I was coming 50. I was quite happy with everything, you know, but I just thought it'd be nice for once to kind of have my shoulders in good shape and my chest and my arms. Yep. You know, I was always in decent shape, but I thought it'd be nice to just take it up a notch, you know, coming into my 50th birthday. And, you know, I, I started off with a very good trainer, a guy called Vinty Johnson, who was Mr. Northern Ireland on, on three years running. And, and the fourth year, he came running up, you know. So I was in good company, and he started me off and trained me hard. Yep. But part of it was deadlifts, you know. And I remember my dad doing deadlifts when I was a kid. Yep. And the numbers came up quite quickly, and everything just kind of, it wasn't a conscious decision. It kind of happened all by itself, you know. And yeah. we get we get into partial deadlifts, and I was getting up in around three hundred kilos in those quite quickly. Yep. You know, and all of a sudden I said to Dad one day, I remember saying, Dad, what about the Denny's wing? Do you think? Um, and he said, Well, really, let's go for it. You know, and it, but that was kind of a turning point because I, I turned away from bodybuilding to yeah. doing now with with when it, it wasn't specifically stone lifting. It was just the Denny's I wanted to get into, but. Everything kind of evolved out of that, you know, with the Ard Blur stones and my own Flintstones that I have now and, and wanting to lift all the natural stones because my knowledge has grown, obviously, of, of what's out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done a fair bit now with the Denny's and it's not that I don't ever want to do it again, but I want to do other things, you know, so everything's kind of expanding almost by itself. Yeah. You know, and it's because, you know, if, if you were just doing the Denny's and you've done it, it's like, well, where do I go now? And it's, it's the same with the band, you know, I, I want to do something more. Yep. And, and, different and better, you know. So I've got all, I mean, this, you know yourself, there's there's tons of, of natural stones in Scotland. And I'm also researching natural stone lifting in Ireland. And we've we have had a, a trip up the country last, last week with Brian Irwin. And we came very close to finding one. Good. So it's only a matter of time. Yeah. You know, so all of those things are out there to be done. Yep. <laughs> so it's just, I just can't wait to get at them all. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I think it's just this crazy drive we have in us to, to get more knowledge, to teach, to pass on. It's just an awesome thing, I'm telling you. Charlie, what got you going? I don't think I ever even asked you that question in all the times you've been on. What propelled you, not only Stones, what propelled you to get into uh, physical culture, my friend? It, it was probably... It, it, it was probably based in uh, uh, macho hero uh, films, you know, action yep. films from the 1980s. Yep. <laughs> I think. Yep. It was probably, I probably felt that if I, if I was sort of bigger and stronger, then uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a confidence thing. I'm, I'm really not sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I probably thought in my head that if I was sort of enormous and muscular and had a, a good physique and general all-round health, that I could pretty much 
do anything I wanted to, and the world would be my oyster, I guess. Wow. And uh, and, that, and that was obviously you know that, that was a while ago. So um, that, and that was just basically like most people having a set of plastic weights filled with sand in my bedroom and yep. doing endless bicep yeah. curls, yep. which are probably a complete waste of time. Yeah. You're doing hun- hundreds of bicep curls and, and, and expect to sort of you know end up looking like uh, Rambo or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, so I've always had an interest in it, Eric, and yeah. then. And then I became a bit more educated about it. I, I never really came from a bat. Unlike Stevie, uh, my family wasn't really didn't really go to the gym or lift weights or train or anything. It was just something that I just uh, I sort of picked up organically, really through through the media. And uh, I played a lot of rugby when I was younger. And I guess there was again there was sort of like a macho image of you playing rugby. And sure. you know the sort of the bigger and stronger you were, I guess the more respect you had, sort of thing. And not that I didn't have respect particularly, but I just felt that. I just wanted to see how far I could push it, yeah. but 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 the key thing uh, in terms of stone lifting was definitely the book of Stones and Strength, and that that was kind of a, a pivotal moment for me getting my hands on that book, and then yep. you know it, it kind of went in more in the direction that I'm in now. Yeah, I I think that's super because um, I don't know if you guys have watched it. I've been watching Full Sturker quite a bit because it, it it means a lot to me, you know, and um, you know we had met the farmer of Sonori Bjornsson, his ancestor does all the carving, um, you know, in the church and the picture of Sonori on one side. Obviously, he's done quite a bit more stuff since I was there in 11. Um, But boy, oh boy, uh, you know, there's just something about stones. You know, I mean, whether it's that deep connection to your soul, obviously, you know, back in the day, you know, the bigger stone you lifted, obviously, uh, anything that was big out there went to the biggest and the strongest, all right? But that's all well and good. What I like about whether it's that or the Stones of Scotland and all that, there's a running theme to me with all that. It's, yeah, obviously the biggest and strongest, but to me, it's a culture. It's not, to me, you know, I'll hear people talk, well, I lifted the, you know, even guys that I know around here. Yeah, I lifted that and this and that, but there's no... Like, when we talk, there's, like, not only can you tell that we love what we do and we have such passion for it, but to me, it feels ingrained into me now. And it probably always was because the way I took to it and the way it took to me. But I'll say it, and I'll say it till the very end of time. I don't know if I ever lifted, would have ever lifted a stone if I didn't watch that Steve Jack film in Iceland. I think it was 1994. I watched that film, I can remember that DVD, I ordered it. And I remember when I watched it for the first time, I was like, oh my God, look at this thing. And look at that sheep pen. And look at him walking around that. And, you know, I know that he dropped it twice. And I've had people make comments, well, that isn't full Sturker. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, well, I don't care what you call it. The guy still lifted it and went the whole lap around there. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We were talking about other things with people cracking and, and making comments. Well, you know, that's when I can get kind of just a little ornery to people and say, well, do you think you could do that? Well, and here's the comment back all the time. I get it all the time pretty much. I, I wouldn't want to do it. Okay. Then you know what? You ought to keep your trap shut. Seriously. As my mom always said, if you don't have something nice to say about somebody, don't say it at all. Um, you guys can comment on that. If not, let's start talking about the events, uh, Charlie, 
in uh, the stones of strength, if you would. But comment, Stevie, Charlie, and Anthony. I said, if not, let's go right into the events. Charlie, what do you mean? Well, I'm quite happy to go to the events unless you, you want to comment on that, Stevie. Well, the only thing I would say about the, the, the full Sturger thing is that I've only had a chance to watch it once. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, it, hoping, it, I, I'm hoping we can get you over there. Yeah, someday, yeah. I, mean, I, I tell you what, I was watching those guys doing the, doing the, the House of Fell Carry, and that is a brutal event. I mean, the, the girls had a, an option of an 86 and a 101 kilo sort of yeah. style stone, and the guys ran around 140, 142. Yep. You know, they're brutal. And you're, you're talking, what, what, what's the House of Fell? Is it 170? For, yeah, it's, it's, for, it's total of 418 pounds. So it's over 180. My goodness, that, that's just... That's inconceivable. <laughs> well, you know what it is about it too. Um, as yeah. I've said, um, if you if, when you see that movie, you'll see Sonori's ancestor there talking to Steffi and a couple of the other guys, because Steffi was with us in 2008 on that tour um, with with Bill Crawford and um, oh, I can't think he's in there. Um, his let it's uh, Goodmanson, I think. Um, Geez, he's a great guy. He's the cop. He's a cop in uh, Reykjavik. But to make a long story short, you know, he was showing those guys where to grab it because that stone is definitely like talcum powder. It feels wet all the time. It's slippery as hell, and there aren't really any handholds in it. And where he had him putting his hands uh, when he was showing them, that's really a good way to lift it. I remember when Bill did it. Bill turned the stone sideways. And lifted it, and I'm trying to think. Um, Mark uh, Weckner, who's been on here, he lifted it, you know, the way I have mine built, like the shield. Um, I that I just think now, now that I've been there a couple times, uh, I mean, other people would probably argue the fact, but I think you lift it like you train it, and that's just me. So, um, stop. Comment if you want, Stevie. If not, we'll go back to Charlie, and Charlie can tell us about some of the events. Yeah, go go ahead, Charlie. I'm interested to hear what you say. Okay, Stevie. Well, um, well, Stevie obviously was integral to this whole thing. Yep. And if, yep. if anybody's going to talk specifically about any of the events, it would be Stevie because okay, obviously well, he we'll was. Do that. He, he, well, he well he was the judge of the, the Hustafel Stone Carry, yep. which he's already talked about. So he was right there. I did yep. assist a little bit with the, with the women's one, but yep. uh, I would say that I mean. While that was going on, I was uh, the men's. I was doing other things, but in terms of the events themselves, Eric, there was five events, and I'm not, this might not be necessarily the particular order, but there was they sort of worked in conjunction with each other for time. So I was started off judging the uh, women's log press, mm-hmm. and then that while that was going on, Andy Kenny was judging the women's uh, the men's stone to shoulder for reps. Mm-hmm. And then I think after that was possibly the Husafels. So I was helping Stevie with the women's, and then oh, I can't remember what was going on. And then the men's were doing the the nickel stones with Brett. Yep. Uh, and then oh, I'm trying to remember what was next after that. There was a whole lot of stuff. Uh, it might have been it might have been the men's uh, logs, and then the women's stone to shoulder. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and anyway, the whole thing sort of culminated with uh, with the Ardbless stones at the end, which was kind of like the, the, the cider. Nice, nice. Um, how heavy were the stones there? Bring you know the men or women? How big a stone was it? Were they bringing to the shoulder? Okay, well there was a few options with the women. Uh, the women there was a light option which was forty-eight kilograms. Okay, and then there was a, a natural stone which was sixty-five kilograms, which was quite smooth. 
Okay. Uh, so they had a, because the way it operated was, um, in fact, even with the Husafels as well, it was, uh, you, you were uh, persuaded to, to try the heaviest one first. Yeah. And obviously one rep with a heavy one would supersede any reps with a lighter equivalent, uh, yep. which was an option. Because no, nobody wants to see nobody doing anything, you know. I mean, everybody's right. standing around and they want to see people doing well. And you want the athletes to enjoy themselves and to yep. get involved as well. So there, there were various weight options, but obviously a heavier weight superseded any amount of repetitions with a lighter weight. Now, uh, w- yeah. one thing I want – now, I don't mean to interrupt. Now, they pulled that off, the, the Husa fell off something, and then what, what was the requirement that you had for walking it? Well, I'll let Stevie take okay, over Stevie, here. Okay, Stevie. It's, 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 it, it's not that I don't know, but I feel that Stevie should – you know, he, he was right there. He was at the, the working end of it all. Okay. Yeah, Go we, ahead, we Stevie. Will, we, we, we want to keep it uh, nice and simple. So you were asking about the weights. I mean, there, there were three weights of stone available all day. Uh, there was an 86 stone, there was a 101 stone, and a 141. Am I right, Charlie, 141? Yeah, that's that's yeah. right, Steve, yeah. So that, 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 that's what they had to work with. So the, the ladies had the choice of the 86 or the 101, and I think there was only one lady took the 86, and I'll not mention their name, because I won't embarrass anybody. But uh, the, the, the rest of the girls all went with the 101. Yeah. And the, the, the strange thing about that is, I mean, there was a girl there called Ling Deng, quite a small girl. And uh, what, what we did is we, we lifted the stone up onto like a like a log, so yeah. they were from a you know like a, almost a standing position. You know, we we didn't want them to pick it up off the ground because we thought it'd be you know it was more about the distance rather than picking the stone up. You know, right. So, uh, I mean, Charlie and I and, and Mark and I would have lifted the stone up onto onto the the, the, the log, and, and the athlete would have taken it from there. Ling, we small girl. You know, she took the one-on-one stone and she picked it and she said, I can't hold this. And we said, no, look, just, just keep, you know, mess around for a while, get your hands in the right position and off you go kind of thing. So she she stuck with it and she walked for miles. <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. I mean, it was one of those things you, you kind of thought she was having such difficulty picking it up. And that 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 became a common theme, you know, because the girls all were kind of struggling with it for the first time. Yep. And, you know, it was just amazing to watch how much grit and determination. I mean, the, 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 the lady who, who won it, uh, Emma Jane Smith, when she picked up, she walked 110 metres. Holy cow. And to put that in perspective, number two was 79 metres. Yep. You know, yep. but, uh, and so for me, the, the judging of it was very easy because all I had to do was just kind of mark the spot where the stone hit the ground. Yeah. Uh, but, I, th- I think my, my main rule was, was to scream in the rear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was yep. like, you're not going to set this stone down. Come on. <laughs> so pick the spot, aim for it, all that sort of stuff. And it, it was nice to be able to help the athletes that way. But I, I kind of realized I was kind of imposing myself on them as well. So I said to everybody, look, do you mind if I sort of scream at you? Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. Scream away, you know, because I, I think, you know, that, that that sort of shouting in your ear kind of does give you a wee, bit of, a wee bit of zip, you know. But it was an, an amazing event. To watch, you know, and, and the guys all went for the one four one stone. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the, the outstanding performance. I mean, they're all strong guys, but uh, Liam, Liam Tweedy, you know, he, he was like second to go, and and he did. It was over it was about a hundred and something meters with the one four one stone. Wow! And he, he came second against these huge guys. Yep. You know, his grit and his determination. You could see from about seventy meters, he was really struggling. Yep. But my God, he yep. got over 30, 35 meters out of it. It was that that was that was just amazing to watch. You know, fantastic. You got to have uh, some pretty massive forearms to mash that stone so it doesn't drop. 
especially when you start getting fatigued, you know. Um, I don't know what the side width was, but I know the Husafel because the one the way we built them here, I took the exact measurements, um, and that's a little bit over eight inches on the side. So that's a bear of a stone to not only you know pick up and carry at, at, at the weight of it. Um, but to be able to squeeze that and hold that for 50 meters, it, it's it's pretty excruciating, you know. So you got to have all those compo- components to get that done because I think a lot of what I've seen with a lot of people, like I've had them over here and we've trained them and all that, you know, a lot of them are very good pullers. I mean, deadlifters, bent rowers, all that stuff. But there's a big difference, you know, when I say, well, how heavy is that? Well, I said we can load – my steel stone's up to over 550 pounds. But I said the actual stone in Iceland, give or take, it's 418 pounds. And what they equate it with is like a deadlift. Well, I can pull 418 any day of the week. Well, I can tell you this. uh, A number of them have been embarrassed when they went to lift that thing and it would barely come off the ground. Or it would jut forward and it would just fall right out of their hands. Or like we've done and like you've seen too, both of you, um, you pick it up and start walking it, but you only might get it five feet and it dumps right out of your forearms. So it's a very, very strenuous lift. And, you know, one thing, and I'll send it right back to you, Stevie and Charlie, you know, Everybody's always talking about getting in shape, this, that, and the other thing. You hear all this stuff all over the place. And I know the whole deal with stone sandbags and all that. But boy, oh boy, if you're really a guy or girl that buys into a stone or a sandbag and you start walking distances with it, you'll be in the best damn shape of your life, man. Because I run all kinds of courses here on my driveway. You know, I got 95 feet. I can run three steel Husa steel stones at once so I can go light medium heavy and bring them all the way down come back I've got different little stations where I pull things I might sit there and load the stone and do like three four five pulls grab a medium stone and walk at 50 feet you know whatever but you can do so many things with it and get so damn strong and I'll tell you one thing just from going to those different places in Iceland you better have the ability to just keep taking more and more on with that stuff because if you're not conditioned in that light, you won't be able to last very long. And especially if you go on, like if you go to like Dritvik and Legenstein and Lotra and Husafel, you're not going to have a lot of jack left in you if you're not in good shape. And that's the truth. And I don't care what you can pull off the ground. It's not going to dictate lifting that stone and walking at 50 meters. Stevie, take it and then pass it right to Charlie, please. Yeah, well, one of the things that I noticed, and maybe you could comment on this, Eric, is uh, I noticed different styles of lifting the Husafel. Yeah. Uh, some people held it very high on their chest, and yep. I always had to kind of guide them like like, 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 like a guide dog. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. They couldn't see, and other guys held it lower, and they could see, but it seemed it was harder to breathe. That was it's 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 a funny one. I mean, I think it's is it a bit of a lottery that if you hold it high, there's advantages, but disadvantages, and vice versa when you hold it low on your chest. Correct. Yeah. Um, that that's, way to make, you know? Well, that's why I do a lot of close grip bench presses to keep yeah. the inner pecs built because I kind of use that 
when I bring obviously bring the stone up and back because the gentleman who said that um, it really does cut your air off. So you, you I, I just felt that building those components in your chest like that, I do that, and I think I've told Charlie before. We built a thing that's lagged right into my garage wall. They're six by sixes, and what I noticed with the Husafel stones, especially, is they have a tendency, especially if you've never lifted them before. Maybe you don't have the big, powerful forearms, and even if you do, it has a tendency to pull forward on you, which might not be real good for your pec insertions. So I came up with an idea. My buddy's an electrician. I said, you know, I want to do this. Uh, I want to be able to take and do one-arm dead start dumbbells outside on this on these 6 by 6s So we come up with this idea where we ran toe chain, big, thick toe chain, this biggest stuff we could find with these. Um, they use them for towing. The, you put it through the chain, and it has a piece that screws on. It almost looks like a U. And you couldn't break these things if you had to. And what we did is they make these things, um, these electrical things. I don't know what they use them for, but basically what it does, it comes down straight, and it looks like a Y. And on each end, it's a loop. And this is all steel wrapped around. You know, it's done like this at the factory. It's nobody putting it on in this heavy, thick uh, rubber. So all you do is you put your dumbbell through each end, and I only I only use like a 2-inch because I'm not looking to blast a 200-pound dumbbell off me. I'm using it to work that insertion and keep it very strong. And you know what the best thing is? If you get caught, all you do is crawl out from under because all it will do is hang there and swing. So when you do these things, when you go to these places, and we were talking about the mind always work and the creativity – these are some of the things I came up with. So take it away, fellas, and then we'll go on with with other events. Great. Well, well, just, well, well, just, uh, Charlie is uh, just to put the Husafel in perspective. It's the same weight as the Denny, the big Denny stone. It's yep. four thirteen. The Husafel is four eighteen. So you're looking at one ninety kilos. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Monster. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, I was just going to say you're talking about the creativity and designing things and everything and. Uh, um, I suppose one of the advantages of sort of running running this event uh, was I had a certain degree of uh, yeah I could use my imagination in terms yeah. of what events I was going to do and and that, that was quite fun and in terms of like we're talking about the Husafel event um, I, th- I went to Wikipedia to find out just the distance uh, that it, it, it takes to walk around the goat pen and I think the yep. Wikipedia said it was about fifty meters that's correct and and so I worked out that. If I had a, a square 15 meters by 15 meters, that uh, a 50 meter um, track you could do, you could do a circle within it. If you, yep. used, uh, you know, geometry. And so I actually I made I made the track 20 meters by 20 meters to allow a space on the outside of the track. And then nice. and then uh, I sort of so I had I actually called it the goat pen and I had a sign <laughs> saying the goat pen. And, and, and uh, just as a sort of uh, you know uh, uh, a sort of a you know reference to, to obviously the, the goat pen and, and Husafel and things like the log press and the stones to shoulder kind of happened within this goat pen Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it was quite effective there was a track all marked out and uh, obviously people could stand on four sides and watch this all going on 
Um, so yeah, it, it was uh, in terms of creativity and wondering how to do it and for the best impact and everything. I, yeah. I, th- I think it was about in the end. I think the track was about 54 meters. I think Stevie will have a better sense than I did. But uh, somebody paced out and got to 51. But I think it was actually a bit longer than that. So in terms of the actual distance, it was sort of comparable to sort of being in, in Iceland. Obviously, yeah. the stone wasn't quite as quite as heavy but the distance was the same so i was trying to trying to get it as close to the original as i possibly could well you know something too you know we always talk about visual and that right there is something that would motivate you because when you see signs you see something up you know goat pen you know weight of something you know it's all marked off and everyone around is basically invited and even though they're not competing they're participating just by being there all right like we talked about before the energy and not only that you know i sent you that note about you know being the log maker i mean look it's important stuff i mean you know you know i know it isn't like i'm not going to give these people obviously free advertising but we know it's not like the cream of the crop out there, but what I liked about all that stuff is this. It's more barbaric, more raw, and it's like when you grab this shit, it's the real deal. You know, I mean, we don't have something all measured out for you that, you know, the weight is going to be more negotiable, more manageable. That's what I liked about all that stuff with that event. It was definitely more on the raw side. And I really think when you set events up like that, you know, that's going to bring out the people that really want to be there. You know, the ones that got to have everything perfect or it's got to be this brand or that brand, you're really missing out on a lot because those implements are the ones that make you better when you go after the real stuff. So, you know, I think all that stuff was great, you know, and no, it wasn't 418, but over 300 pounds for a stone. Let's face it, fellas. That's a heavy-ass stone. You know, there aren't many people walking around on the earth picking up a 300-plus-pound stone. So I think it's great. I mean, you talk about a hell of an event and a great way, you know, to kick off things like that. And I was very happy to see that Husafel stone there, you know, when these guys are carrying it. Of course, Stevie's chasing them down the side, you know. Um it, it, it's a great thing. You guys did a great job. I mean, I, I'm sure Francis will be overjoyed if he hasn't seen some of the film already. And then, like you said, I think it's a great way. You, you kind of uh, shore up the whole event, and it comes down to the Ard Blair Stones. And that kind of reminds me a little bit. Uh, it's obviously different, but we all know, like, in the world's strongest man, obviously it's two people going against one another. And we know in a lot of these uh, events – it's the stone event that basically settles it once and for all. So that was a great idea, Charlie. Um, well, thank, great thanks, idea. Sorry. Uh, oh, is, I, what you're saying about the rawness, that was that – was, uh, the athletes were saying exactly the same thing. Yeah. It was, it was much more raw than they were used to. Yeah. And even like with the log press, which I was judging that event um, – I was thinking about it, and I didn't allow any elbow sleeves or anything. I mean, yeah. wrist wraps okay, and knee wraps are okay, and belts. But I just wanted to, as far as humanly possible, within within the the realms of safety, I didn't yeah. want to give the athletes any physical advantage in terms of equipment. And it was just right. the same for everybody. 
Right. Because I, and also and things like and, and the, the the nature of the implements were going to be raw anyway. Because somebody's taking a photograph and it's a Highland Games, you know, it's all traditional. You're not going to see somebody flipping a tire or, or doing a, right. a, dead, a car deadlift or anything. You know, you basically want to have a situation where if somebody takes a photograph of somebody participating, whatever event it is, that potentially could be used on the front cover of a Highland Games cover and it would look traditional and sort of in keeping with something which somebody may have done several hundred years ago correct so, so, so that was kind of the thinking behind the whole thing but yeah i think it was appreciated by by the athletes who like you said they consider the the events to be quite raw well yeah because when i watched the footage that's the first word that came to me and um <laughs> I, had I, a, I, had a, I had a different word <laughs> go ahead steve go ahead stevie go ahead the word that came to my head was brittle. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, you had you had stones to shoulder. 150 kilogram was the heaviest stone. Oof. You had dogs, you know, and that's like Charlie said. I mean, and my hats off to him on this because if you'd have went to this event 300 years ago, the the implements could all were all available back then as well. You know, everything was properly traditional. Like it was a log, it was a stone. You know, it was fantastic. You know, you had a 150 kilogram log. The guys were trying to put over their head. You know, yep. so this is not like sort of second level strongman stuff. This is this is world class. You know, it was absolutely fantastic. And then Brett, Brett's walking stones. You had a 138 kilogram stone in your right hand, and you had a 115 kilogram stone in your left hand. You're trying to walk with it. You know that that's that's brutal. It's just the only word you can use to describe it. Well, you know what it is too. It's traditional. It's respect, and to me. And I'll go right back to you, Stevie, is this. You know, you think about everyone's, uh, you know, how many times in our lifetimes, Charlie, myself, and you, I want to get big. You know, you're like 10 years old, 12 years I want to get big. You know what came to my mind totally when you guys were talking about with, you know, we talked about the rawness, the big, all that. Can you imagine, well, we see it with Charlie's son, obviously. But can you imagine if you just had a program? where you taught these kids properly, I'm talking, not throw them in there and say, go do it. If you taught them properly how to lift the type of logs you had in this event, Charlie and Stevie, and stones, and had obviously different sizes because we know they're kids. Can you imagine if you had them sticking to that for the next, say they were seven or eight years old, let's just say for the next five years, can you imagine what they would be like? They'd be unstoppable. Who who would be able to touch a kid like that because they'd be so mentally developed, too? I mean, it's just exciting. Go ahead. Uh, take it away, Stevie, and then give it to Charlie, please. No, no, I, I think, I mean, it's, it's certainly over to Charlie because, I mean, this was Charlie. Okay. He, he, he invented all, all of those lifts, you know, and my hat's off to him, absolutely. Go ahead, Charlie. Well, well, I mean, thanks, thanks for the the compliment, Stevie. I would, well, I mean, I had to put them together and everything like that, and I wouldn't say I invented them. Obviously, the actual events are kind of well established and you know, in, in strong, in, you know, in history and everything. Um, but yeah, I did. I guess I had to sort of adapt them slightly. One, one of the things I think I would slightly change for next year, assuming it goes ahead, and I don't see any reason why it shouldn't, was that uh, as far as the log pressing went, um, we had to kind of resort to a sort of fingers, fingers type setup because the logs were pretty heavy. And I think that for some of the women, uh, it, it really pressing them wasn't an option. So we had to, it was a question of having to grab one end and kind of flip it over and yep. on a, like a 12 o'clock position for reps. And obviously, again, the heavier log would have superseded a, a lighter log for reps. So I think I think possibly to make it a little bit more interesting, I think uh, 
I think next year I'll need to get a few, a couple of lighter logs in because I, th- I think the pressing is, is, is what it's all about and everybody wants to see the pressing. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was great. Yeah, and, and what you're saying about Lawrence and the kids and everything and yeah. being unstoppable. Yeah, think I mean, about that. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, in terms of what, I mean, there's obviously, the, there's, I don't know if you've seen the image of Andy and, and, and Lawrence that was so uh, cool, next to man. each other. Yeah. But, um, I mean, in terms of, uh, I mean, it's obviously both impressive, both of them, what they're doing. But in terms of body weight per log that, that Lawrence is lifting, it's, it's just about his body weight. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's very similar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, I think he's got the potential to be kind of phenomenally strong, you know, if, if, he's, if he's so inclined. Yeah, well, uh, and the thing is, he's young enough and he's been around it enough where, like you said to me that day, because we were talking about him, and, and I never forgot that. You said, you know, you see him with Zadrunas and Stevie and you and all and and Andy and all these other athletes, man, world-class athletes. And I remember saying to me, I said, I don't know how we got what the verbiage was back and forth, and you basically said to me, you know, Eric, he thinks this is just the way it is. And I'm like... <laughs> And I had to, I had to, like, whoa, you know what I mean? But it's true. He's very blessed, young man. Um, and and I do believe if he sticks with it, he's going to be a world champion very early in life. I, I mean, it could be late teens, mid teens. Who knows? It's just, well, I, mean, I guess. It, go ahead. It, sorry to interrupt, Eric, but obviously one of the things I would like, uh, obviously, it's kind of appropriate that Stevie's uh, obviously in the podcast too. Is yeah. that obviously I have him. I have him in mind for the Dinnies, and he's he's quite he's quite keen on that at the moment. So um, I, I can't remember what the, the youngest person is that's uh, ever lifted them like without straps. Stevie yep. bound to know that. But I mean that that's you know that's definitely a target to work towards. Yeah, Stevie, go ahead. What, who is the youngest uh, person who's ever lifted the Dinnies, sir? At the moment, it's, it's the same guy with, with him without straps. A guy called Ken Nowicki. Okay. Oh, Kenny. All right. Yep. He lifted them with straps when he was 18. I can't remember. I think it's 21, possibly. Okay. With straps, something like that. It was with very, very early 20s. 21 yep. with 22. I think I Think uh, Matt Jones has come along, and he's very close second. Mm-hmm. On that. So there, there, there's, there's some very, very strong guys. But you, when you look at Lawrence coming through and guys like him, you know, and Brett's kid, you know, they, 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 there's ribbons coming, and, and, and Lawrence, look out. <laughs> well, you, you know what the thing is, too, guys? Um you can't. You can never forget that. Not only does his father do all this, and is obviously, I'm sure, is his biggest influence. But a lot of these kids now, they're very blessed. They've got a lot of this around them. You know, it's different. I mean, when we started out, yeah, the YMCA was the big place to find the big guys. All right, but you know, in your environment, especially, it's very prevalent. You know, where I am, not so. All right. Um, is it something I'd love to start locally more? Yeah, I'm working on that right now. Um, but I think, especially with Lawrence, I mean, he's in an environment where no matter really what he wants to do, maybe he doesn't realize it yet because of his youth. I mean, um, he's got an opportunity to be super successful, not only with stones and weights, but in every facet of his life. And this is what I think is so important about physical culture and surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded. Maybe you don't always agree a hundred percent with them, but 
you care and love one another enough where you respect one another. And maybe it doesn't always go the way you want. Maybe it does. And you have those things in between. But I think in any relationship in life that's worth anything, you're always going to have peaks and valleys with people. And yourself, too. But he's learning. He's getting an education now that you can't buy, man. I mean, that's what I see with this young man. Um, the talent that's around him, the talent that's teaching him, his father and his mother. It's pretty damn special, I think. Um, comment on two things. You know what I want to say, too? I know it's different than this last event. And, Charlie, I wish I lived near you because I'd come steal one of your logs some morning. You wouldn't know it was gone. But it reminds me, I'm sure you guys know this, um, I think it was mainly in the 60s when Hoffman used to do his York Barbell event. Now, it wasn't Stones, obviously, but the guys there were brutal. I mean, I remember reading, you know, they'd only let you do a steep incline. And these guys were doing in the mid-fours, some of them. I mean, just brutal. And one of the things, you know, we talk about arms all the time. And, you know, these guys are telling you they're curls. And you know damn well they're doing cheat curls and shit. But I used to love reading that stuff at that picnic where the only way you could curl, you had to have your back flat against the wall. Just things like that. You know, when we talk about raw, that's raw, man. You know, either you're going to curl that weight or it's coming right to the floor. Same way with the incline, you know. You're, you're inclining it or someone's pulling it off you. That, that's all I mean. I, I just wanted to add that. So, Charlie, take it away and then we'll go to Stevie. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I've pretty much, um, you know, as far as Lawrence goes, you know, he yeah. obviously is a great, he's had a great basis there, as he says, surrounded by, I mean, and Stevie as well in that category. I mean, talk, get, getting back to Stevie, you know, yeah. um, I remember, like, um, b- before I lifted the dinnies, I remember getting really excited because I knew that Stevie was coming on a podcast with you. Yep, yep. And uh, I remember I was just glued to that podcast. I was just, any any, any little bit of information I could get about where to stand or advice and grip and everything like that and it's kind of weird what you're asking like one of the appeals of 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 the sort of the stone lifting and this sort of community and it's definitely a situation where i've kind of gone from uh, well I'm, I'm sort of like being a fan if you like to put it badly yeah. of, of some of these people and I, I definitely put stevie into that category uh, obviously you know we've got to know each other now and 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 it's great and, and, and we're, we're good friends and everything but it's funny how uh, these sort of people I've kind of looked up to and idolized to a certain extent have just basically become like friends and chums and we kind of swap advice, you know, give each other advice and encourage each other. And that, that's quite a that's quite a, a, a sort of special thing, if you like. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. But I, I think I've probably gone off the subject a bit there. But no, I that, it no it's there. not at I was, all. I, I, and I can't underestimate, I can't uh, or overestimate rather um, – Stevie's help with me and the Dinnies uh, because a combination of Andy Kenny's uh, yep. physical training in the yep. gym and, and a combination of Stevie's uh, sort of expertise and know-how on the technical side of things, I think a, a combination of, of, of both of them um, really made the difference for, for a successful lift and, and uh, I'd quite like just to go on air and say thank you to Stevie um, for helping me with, uh, with, with my first lift of the Dinnies. Yeah, Stevie's an awesome guy, and I'll go right to you, brother. I remember, I think, one of the first questions I asked him, what, what is your favorite movement for lifting stones? And he, I believe, he can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was the one-arm deadlift, and we just went from there. Go ahead, Stevie, it's all yours, brother. 
I, I still believe that the one on deadlift is, is, is a very important thing. But th- thanks very much, Charlie, for saying that. Made it, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure to, to watch somebody coming from, you know, interested in the stones to lifting them and, and the journey in between. And if you're able to help with that journey, it's, it's incredible because, I mean, obviously with what we're doing now, a lot of more people are training for it. And I'm sure Charlie's getting it as well. We're getting questions from guys, you know, about technique and about how they should train. And it's lovely watching them progress, you know. Yeah. But just to pick up on, on, on sort of Lawrence and, 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 and Ruben, you know, uh, Brett's young fella, I mean, they are so lucky because, I mean, I remember when Dad was training, I mean, Dad trained in the garage. There was no internet. There was no, no. social media. You know, there was no, there was no anything. No. <laughs> so they, they basically had to make it up as they went along. And I mean, for me, when I started, I wasn't really tapping into an, an established method of lifting, you know, so I, I was able obviously to tap into my dad's experience. But with with his strength, you know, I was starting from a, a much sort of much further back than he did. So I had to kind of make up a lot of stuff as I went along myself. Yeah. But now with 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 Ruben and Lawrence, I mean, there's Charlie, there's Brett, there's Andy, there's myself, and there's all these other guys. I mean, there's Lee, you know, and they all they have to do is ask, and all of the all of the information that they'll ever need, and the training equipment, and the rings, and the the the, the pins, and the stones, they're all there for them. So. I, I think great things at a very early age for these young fellas, you know. Yeah. They're, I genuinely do. Well, they're way ahead of the game, you know. But you know <laughs> something you said, though, that's interesting is when your dad was helping people and he didn't have the Internet. Now, I understand. It's a great thing to be able, you know, the three of us are talking. You guys, we got Ireland, we got Scotland, and we got the United States here, which is incredible. I mean, Technology can be just incredible. And you talked about that. But you know something, too, I think that's missing a little bit? And granted, I can't go to Ireland to meet Jack Shanks tonight to go ask him everything about the Denny Stones or the Shank Stones. And, all right, point me what I got to do, blah, blah, blah. But you know something? I do think in some ways we have missed out a little bit. Um I know these places, destinations are very hard for all of us to go to because of the cost. But to me, it'd be much more special to walk up to a Stevie Shanks or a Charlie Oliphant or a Jack Shanks and shake their hand, look them in the eye and say, look, I'm here. I'm going to be the student. You're the teacher. Let's get started. What do you guys think about that? Well, Charlie, do you want to take a first bit? Yeah, well, sure. Well, obviously, I mean, I, I, I'm totally flattered. I mean, that, that does happen occasionally, and it's, yeah. and it's great. And and uh, and I guess, I guess, I feel slightly nostalgic because I was once upon a time I was on the other, you know, I was yeah. in that situation myself. Yep. And I know how you can feel a bit lost, you know, about what to do, and and any helps really appreciated. But this community, as I said, you know, everybody seems to support each other. They get behind each other. There doesn't yep. seem to be any animosity. You know, there's nothing but enthusiasm, and uh, it's it's a great sense of kind of family, really. And yeah. I, I, I'd be I'm delighted to to, to lend people advice and uh, an encouragement if if they want to. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. Go ahead, Stevie. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, the, the, a similar thing has actually just happened to me recently, and and we we're talking about the one the one arm deadlift, you know, and and Dad lifted one arm deadlift, and he just he, he developed his own technique, and I, I basically copied Dad's. But I was lucky enough to have Frank Civitoni staying with me. And I, Frank Civitoni's one arm deadlift is 562 pounds. Wow. Which, yeah. <laughs> which wow. I think is around 270 kilos. 
you know, I mean, Frank for me is he, he he's he's the man when it comes to that. And what a lovely guy he was too when he was staying with me. But yeah. uh, he, he knew I was interested in it. And he said, Stevie, you know, I'll take a wee bit of time after the gathering when the dust settles and we'll go out to your garage and we'll do a bit of work on the one arm deadlift. And he gave me a tip. And it's like you say, there's nothing like standing with the guy in front of you and he's grabbing your hand and he's putting it on and he's showing you how to do stuff. And the, the tip that he gave me, I mean, I, I, I would say 20 kilos onto my one arm deadlift immediately. You know, and it's there's nothing like standing with somebody and he can look at your form and he can he can grab your hand and say, no, that's wrong. Or he can twist your shoulders or, you know, yep. sort of kick your ass to put you in the right position. It's, 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 it, it is amazing. You know, it's absolutely amazing. And just to kind of follow up on, on a wee bit on what Charlie was saying, I, yeah. I think it goes back to the first conversation you and I had, Eric. Okay. You were talking to me about when you were a young boy and you read the, uh, your, your first Hulk comic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, if you can imagine that you were that young boy, you're seven or eight years of age, and you get a phone call from the Hulk. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Damn. How, how would that have made you feel back then? Um. Uh, you talk about feeling special? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That actually happened to me last week. Yep. Did it, <laughs> it really? In, in real life, it wasn't the Hulk that phoned me. Yep. Uh, I, I, I got a phone call from Bill Casimir. Yep. Uh, I have to say, I mean, Bill Casimir, of, of all the strong men that has ever lived, you know, yep. I'm a, Dad and I both feel the same because we would have sat and watched him. I mean, he's my favorite by an absolute mile. Yeah. And he phoned me out of the blue. Yep. <laughs> Yep. You know, he's coming to Belfast tomorrow, and he's yep. going to be here until Sunday. And yep. he, he told me to say he's coming over, and we had a good chat about the Arnolds, and, you know, he, he talked about my dad, and it, it was just, I mean, I, I remember looking at the phone, and it said William Casmer when it was ringing. I'm yeah. like, that can't be Bill Casmer, you know. Yeah, but it was most, And what a lovely man. You know, yep. they say don't meet your heroes, you know, because they can let you down. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, I would say contrary to that, because Bill Casmer is just, I mean, legend is as legend does. I've always said that, and he is a proper legend. And I can't yeah. wait tomorrow, honestly, I can't. You know, so that, that was my big announcement I was telling you about early on. That's but, awesome, though. I mean, hey, Stevie, I, I hear from people, and, and about Charlie, too. You know, a lot of people think very highly of both of you. I mean, you've done, the two of you have done just major things. Um, you know, let's be honest with each other. Um it takes a lot of work to do the things you guys do, to pull this stuff off, you know. And as you're talking, the gathering's going to be even bigger in 2019. And obviously, I would think Charlie will be there again with the Art Blair Stones. Um, you know, you just don't put these things together like snapping your fingers. And, you know, I hope people appreciate what you guys do and all the other people that, could be in the in, in the background um, because without guys and girls out there that are like yourself, um, these things are just going to fall to the wayside because that's just the way human nature is. And you know, I applaud both of you. I mean, um, I've said in the beginning of the show, I've never shy about it. Um, both of you have been big supporters of me in the show. Um, and that's why the show just keeps getting better and better. We keep adding better and better people here. We keep adding people that are interested in what we're talking about tonight, that want to see people progress, that want to see people have success outside of the gym. 
outside of the gathering, outside of anything here, outside of the Ard Blair Stones. Yeah, of course we want them to compete and thrive and push all that stuff out. But the nicest thing of all is to see them conduct themselves like gentlemen and women, gentle women too. Um, I think that's the that's what I draw out of all this. You know, I always say, be an ambassador of what we do. Don't go out in the street and act like a jackass. If people ask you a question, give it an honest answer. I mean, you're going to know if they're playing around with you or not. But the majority of people, when they see you in public and they know you're a weightlifter, no matter what it is, a lot of times they're intrigued to talk to you. As I said, five words can change your life. We never know. Um, if you guys want to comment on that, fine. If there's anything else that we need to bring to the forefront, summarize on both ends. Um, I'll go to Stevie first. Summarize anything you would like to, sir. Give out any websites, anything that's coming up, and then we'll give it to Charlie and have Charlie do the same thing. So it's you're on the floor, Stevie. Okay, well, you're talking about websites. I mean, uh, when I got home from work today, which is about five hours ago, I've been on the internet up, updating the, the uh, Denny Stone website, which yep. is the dennystones.com. It's just with all that's been going on, it's taken me a long time to gather all the information from the gathering, you know, and I, I'm putting it all together. And I want this, I'm starting now to upload everybody's page. Mm-hmm. And I've pretty much got all of the existing lifters, I've got them updated. So all of the new lifters now from tomorrow will start adding those guys on, yep. which, which I'm excited to do because I know that anybody who's lifted for the Denny's for the first time, you know, they, they want to go to the website and see their name on it. So my apologies to everybody who's waiting on that. It's, it's just there's been a lot of information to gather, and I've kind of got that together now, so I'm just really starting to make that happen. Nice. And we're talking about, you know, just, just on that, you know, with, with uh, Lee's lift, you know, the, 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 there's, there's Kara Shaw now. I mean, that has lit the fire in her. She pulled 550 pounds on the stones at, at the weekend, on, on Brett's stones. Yep. You lift those, you know, there's a girl called Anika Elman. She's Finland's strongest woman. She's training. In the uh, back. Yeah, not to interrupt you, I think she's going to be coming on the show. Perfect. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see her progress in Kara's. And obviously Lee's now, now coming back again to do the stones yep. uh, with, with, with a natural lift leg strap. So, I mean, on, on the ladies' front, you know, I mean, I, I remember taking the decision and, and putting it to the committee. I mean, they, uh, I got the agreement. To bring in straps for the ladies, to, just to promote participation. Yeah. Look what's happened. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad we did that, you know, because you know, all of a sudden now we've we've got things kind of moving on that side and progressing and and going up to the next level, and it's just I can't wait to see how that all pans out. So exciting times. That's all I can say. You know, exciting times ahead for us all. Well, I'll tell you. Um... I mean, we'll sign off shortly, but congratulations on everything. Thank you for your generosity to me. And, you know, with you and Charlie, you know, I hope we can do another three-way show. It was absolutely incredible, Stevie, so thank you for sure. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Uh, Charlie, you got the floor, brother. Yeah, well, th- well thanks, Eric. I mean, uh, in terms of uh, uh, sort of social media and things, um the the Ard Blair Stones there is a there is a YouTube channel if anybody wants to watch people uh, taking part in the Ard Blair Stones in fact if people who've previously done it put their names potentially into YouTube they might it might even come up yep. uh, with with your particular run uh, there's obviously a Facebook page which is called the Ard Blair Stones uh, again uh, it needs to be slightly updated because uh, rather like Stevie there's been 
yeah. I'm sure you'll sympathise with me. There's been quite a lot on recently, and so it, it does need a little bit of, uh, of updating. But nevertheless, there's a lot of in- interesting information there. Um, if, any, if anybody obviously wants to know a bit about the Ardblair Stones, uh, then I, I'm, I'm on Facebook, uh, Charlie Blairolephant. If anybody's sort of interested in finding out a bit more about them or anything, I'd be delighted to, to, to give them that information. And uh, other than that, I think it just remains for me to say thank you very much for having me on the show, Eric. It's always a pleasure. And uh, uh, yeah, it's nice speaking to Stevie as well. Awesome. Thank you, thank you Charlie. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, go out to Fiorello Barbell Co. Check out our product called Winners and Champions, Inc. Also, too, on Fiorello Barbell Co., our prosperity page that is investing in FBC and M&M. There's a $25, $50, and $100 investment, and you get something free with each one, and we thank you in advance. And to all the people that have contributed, thank you. Um, also, too, don't forget to go out to MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This show will be up Sunday. Lee's show is going to be up tomorrow. Um, if I get some time, I've got some shows tomorrow. I might even write these notes, but that will probably be Sunday before I go out and train. Um, and also, too, sign up for a free newsletter uh, at fear, well at MotivationMuscle.com. You can just click that. It goes right out to my MailChimp account, and bang, you're in there, and you'll get whatever I put up in your inbox. Also, too, um, uh, investment in M&M. Come on in and advertise with us. Um, We're going to be around for 30 years. We will help you make money, and you will help us make money also. And as I said, my phone number is on there. It's my personal cell number. That's the only way I will do business with people because that is respect. And that's the way you do it. That's just the way I was taught, and that's the way I believe. So also go out to um, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Go out, subscribe, bang, you're in, and anything we do, you will have. There's plenty of video out there, too. Um, Also, too, uh, if there's a show you'd like Charlie and Stevie and myself to do, uh, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Also, too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Google um, uh, Podcast. So you can go out and find us out through Google now. And uh, obviously, go out and check all that out. Also, too, uh, if you want us in your car 24-7, AHA directory, that's pronounced AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words could change your life forever. Don't be a negative. Be a positive no matter what. Show the world. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. That might be all they get that day. And there's a lot of people with heavy hearts. Just observe. I'm a big observer out there. How many people do you know or just walk with their head down? Beaten. I can remember when I was taking martial arts. I remember two things the instructor said. Never walk with your head down and never walk with anything in your ears. Why? Because you become a victim, not a victor, a victim. Remember that. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, uh, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as a great hoose of steel, stone crusher says in blood red, domination. We are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's 
dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your show, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of your spe- out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, brother, and it's only going to get higher and higher. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient in the door, no matter how busy he was, and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best day or worst day. I'm telling you, put a grin right on your face. Keep smiling. All right? And also, too, um, let me think here. Uh, What else did I want to say after that? Well, we know about John. Also, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door in. We'll just blow the roof off your house. And that is very important. We're going to be around 30 more years, so join us. Be part of our family. We want to be part of yours. Um, Les Brown. You all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further, and we believe in you, and not many people would say that in this day and age. And I just got a note across my uh, page. The great Stevie Shank's birthday is Sunday. Well, happy birthday, brother. They even, <laughs> annou- they even announced your age. I'm not saying that. I don't do that unless people tell me to. But, God, um, happy birthday and many more, brother. Thank you very much. Happy um, birthday, Stevie. Is it a party at your house? Is, there, is everybody, all the listeners invited, are they, Stevie? Everybody's yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what, I'd come to your house and we'd probably get mighty uh, lit up. I can oh, tell you that right now. Um, it, the right people, uh, it can be a lot of fun. But, yeah, happy birthday and many more, my friend. Um, also, too, um, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by, like I said, and tell everyone you know. And before we sign off, remember this. You all came in the world winners. None of you were losers. And don't think like that and don't let others tell you. You're all winners, champions, and you are unstoppable. Stevie, you know it's an honor all the time. Uh, Great show. Uh, We will do this again. And thank you for coming on, brother. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. The best. Thank you very Same much. here. Same here. Um, Charlie, you know, uh, what can I tell you? You've saved my butt a million times with <laughs> Skype. Um, it's always an honor, and it was a great time with Stevie, and the three of us will do this next month if we can put a show together. Um, just quality, quality stuff. So thank you for being on, Charlie. Well, thanks for having me uh, back, Eric, because it was, it was great fun. Uh, yeah, I look forward to the possibility of having another three-way podcast with you and Stevie. Uh, I think that I think that's a very good possibility for sure. So, before we go, like I said, go out and be the best you can be because life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. So, this show will be up Sunday. So, for Stevie Shanks and Charlie Oliphant, this is Eric Fiorello. Go out and do something great and have a great weekend, everybody. And just keep listening and push these shows out. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.